0: Eli, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, Will. How awesome. are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for taking the time to, to come on the show again. I've got a, one of our first repeat guests. This is exciting. Um, Eli, do you mind giving just a brief bio for folks who might have not heard the last episode and, and kind of some of the big ideas you're interested in right now? Uh, sure, sure. So I am
1: uh, a senior research fellow at the Center for Growth and Opportunity at Utah State University. And I'm an economist by training. And basically what I work on and think about and try to do in the real world is end the great stagnation, right? So try to increase uh, total factor productivity growth back to at least 2% a year where it belongs rather than the much, much lower rate of growth that we've been having uh, since the early 1970s, but especially since about 2005. So I think about like a bunch of industries, uh, energy, uh, transportation, uh, aerospace, particularly I love, um, you know, health, housing, uh, uh, you know, kind of the big, the big sectors of, uh, the economy
0: that have, uh, have not really grown as fast as they should have over that period. I love it. I love it. Um, Eli, if you had to rate how we've been doing, uh, the 2020s, we're about 21 percent of, 20 percent of the way for, through so far. Um, you know, do do you think we are on the right trajectory to escape, the great stagnation, or what do things? How do things look for you? I yeah, I, I'm um. You know, it's a little s- skewed by
1: COVID, obviously. Like right, we right. don't know <laughs> what what uh, would happen. You know, Operation Warp Speed was like a non complacent event, right? So that's yeah. that's that's great. Um, yeah, but overall, like, I don't see any signs of like uh, you know, kind of waking up out of our slumber and, um, and 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 you know, taking seriously the need to like grow in like these these big industrial sectors.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it, it's it's tough, man. And even even people are friendly to the cause. I, I hate to, you know, we've had a lot of Cal Yembe's had a lot of success recently, which I've been really excited about. That makes me bullish. But then, you know, it's time to build. Mark Andreessen still, you know, privately will prevent building an Atherton. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's tough out there for uh, for uh, folks trying to 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 fix things. Um, I, I'm curious. One of the biggest uh, hype points recently has been LLMs, ChatGPT. You know, really has kind of uh, caught the imagination of everyone. I found it quite useful in my day to day. In fact, I used it to help write a couple of conference submissions. I thought would take you know a full day of writing, ended up you know finishing them in about fifteen minutes with thanks to ChatGPT. So you know, there's there's been some you know productivity increases, but then again, it 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 may not be the end all be all for uh, knowledge workers and, and, and improving productivity what do you think uh you know when we look back five years from now what will we think about um the llm kind of uh hype train right now uh, will it have solved some of these uh productivity growth problems or will we be kind of disappointed about the effects
1: uh that's a great question so i think uh over the next five years these models are just going to get better and better yeah right and they are going to play a role in our lives and and especially i think they will affect pretty significantly the content industry the media industry the you know advertising industry um things like that you know like the media industry is only two percent of gdp but it is it punches like way above its weight in terms of like cultural salience i see right and so like for for people like uh you and me we spend a, a big chunk of our day in front of a screen right and we're consuming media uh, and so it's gonna feel like oh wow oh it's, this, it's this massive change but if you look at you know how it's affecting these sort of large industrial sectors that are in the world of atoms and not the world of bits like i think the impact you know i think it probably will be minimal uh, it, it I think it's conceivable that it wouldn't be minimal, but it would rely on us, sort of not sabotaging it, uh, and like we've sabotaged everything else,
0: right? Uh, in these sectors for the last yes. fifty years. So actually, I, I want to take this in a, in an interesting direction. Um, th- this might be a little unexpected, but I I would love your take on this. One of my big worries about the alignment community and like everyone focused on that. Is like, you know, I, I feel like LLMs are one of these few areas of innovation in our economy right now. And this whole, like, kind of uh, Luddite sentiment that we need to stop, like, whatever, like, we need to stop. Clearly, this is the end of the world. This kind of like revelation esque, uh, you know, New Testament pre millenarian Protestantism or something weird like the apocalypse is coming we need to stop it and it is I, I'm much more more worried about the stagnation apocalypse that is upon us immediately than this uh, uh somewhat more imaginary uh, alignment problem uh, which I believe is still a problem someone should be thinking about it but I don't think we should stop the brakes on all progress because of it yeah uh,
1: yeah I I um, I agree with you and uh to yes and you I would also say add the um. The issue of, of just even, I think the idea of like moderating the output of these LLMs is yeah. kind of crazy because <laughs> it, um, it's going to turn the LLMs into a culture war object. Uh, oh, yes. Good right? point. Great point. You know, like, like the idea that, that we have to make sure that the LLMs never say anything taboo or offensive. Yes. In the same way that we kind of make sure that like... We, you know, we limit the offensiveness of what you can say on Twitter or Facebook, right? Right, like, right? Like, like there's, like, you can you can obviously say some offensive things, but but that battle over where the line is and who should be in charge, and how we police this, it's coming. You know, it's going to come for the LLM. So it's just going to be this very unpleasant, <laughs> uh, uh cu- you know, culture war extension, uh, right. Over over LLMs, and so I I think I do think like we should be thinking about like how can we make credibly neutral llms oh nice right like yeah. you know how, like what what is what is is there an approach to that right and i think like open source models and uh, you know it, the tools that we might be able to build that um that allow like federated training or that um you know that that sort of can do fundraising for for uh, an open source model that uh, that would be like more credibly neutral and that you could and that you could run on your own device instead of running it in the cloud right that that, that those kinds of innovations i think um are going to be <laughs> important if we want to avoid
0: it, you know like a very unpleasant few years yes yes i that this is a great point the political football of what chat gbt thinks about joe biden or desantis or something like you know yeah, it doesn't like right? Yeah, like There's, who cares <laughs> like, it's... Right. It's quite bizarre thing to be worried about, but it does seem like a lot of people have this top of mind at the end of the day. Um, Very interesting. Do you think, um, you know, LLMs will make knowledge workers a lot more productive, perhaps like consultants, you know, like you can just build the deck immediately. You don't have to spend hours grinding on it. Uh, For you, like, will it make, you know, producing content or like, you know, analysis easier? Or do you think it, it just is kind of like more of a parlor trick than we want to believe right now? I, I have, you know, I've like tried to use it a few times uh,
1: yeah. to, to, and it hasn't, hasn't really, it's, it's not like self-evidently put anything, you know, change my process in any way. It, it, it's not, gotcha. it's, for me, it's not been compelling. I think, uh, now it, it kind of depends on what kind of content you're, you're producing, right? Like if I'm, if I'm writing like a blog post on my personal blog, like I aspire to like The highest levels of like surprise and newness, originality, right? In in those posts, I'm not writing to like check a box or to like submit a form, or you know, or or like you know, like like. And I think if you're if you are, you know, I think there's a lot of um a lot of process in the in the world, right? Where it's just like we need you to write. This many sentences about this, you know, so that on your application, right. so that, um, so that we can can move forward. And like it, you know, I think it might be able to help some with that. But then, I mean, the real question is like that process is really stupid, right? Like, <laughs> yes. like if we're if we're kind of if it if it's if it's kind of like reducible to like a a, a, lo- a lesser number of bits, like we should just be like sort of asking for those bits rather than using. AI is like a compression and expansion tool, to like, uh, you know, to to like, uh, you know, mediate between the thing, that, you know, the, the the two humans who really just need to exchange a, a smaller number of bits. Right. Um. So so I, I don't know. And then I think about like. You know, business processes like I we saw um, Microsoft announced like Microsoft Teams Premium, right, which has has like some tools that look like, okay, like, like, uh, meeting summaries and like, you can figure out what the action items were from the meeting, like really quickly and stuff like that. That seems like not obviously bad or, you know, like maybe potentially useful. Yeah. Um, but like my question, like in terms of productivity, it's like, you know, what I want to know is like, when do we start replacing people? in right. the process like when do we lay people off because they're like oh we don't need you anymore because right. we have a an ai model to do your job and i i don't know uh when that's coming uh yeah. in in the, in the business world right like like you know with uh with word processors like we got rid of a bunch of secretaries yeah um uh, typing pool people mm-hmm. right um and yeah i'd be curious to to like to know like when when are the when are those layoffs coming because until right. the layoffs happen like we're not getting more we're not really getting more productive gotcha it's i think it's like it's a i wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's an illusion either but it's it's just like we're we're getting more information that is possibly not really that
0: high value gotcha so this is actually this is really uh worrisome to me because it seems like you know this is one of the big areas of of hyper like you know when you point someone to like oh like you know We're getting, you know, look, progress is increasing so fast and all these things. And they point to the LLMs and then it's like, well, if there's really not a ton there at the end of the day, it's like maybe we're more cooked than, you know, uh, even the, the bears would like to believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of my concern with it as well. That, um, that sort of like people can say like, oh, don't worry. Like economic growth is coming. We can like sort of sit back and wait for it to happen as, you know, Moore's law progresses and yes. as, you know, people are training these models and stuff and we're going to have like you know, uh post-capitalist like luxury everything because yes. we're just going to have the AI models produce everything. I, I you know, I don't think that's the world we're in. Right. So, um so I you know, I think we got to we got to we got to work pretty hard and figure out how to unlock um these these more physical sectors. Right of the economy and yeah. uh, and and take the most advantage of the the AI tools because right. I think you know like AI tools could have huge benefits in say medicine, yes, right if, if they're applied properly. But probably it's going to be illegal for you know, some period of time to like apply them the way we should. So we got right. we got to fix
0: that. Right. I I just want to highlight for the audience how um uh, and I I agree Eli with your perspective. I I like uh a lot but but just how different it is when i visit um berkeley and i'm talking to everyone and they're literally like these things are so powerful they're going to kill all of us in 10 years and i'm not saying for retirement i mean this is like what someone you know told me at a, at a house party right a very smart well-known you know rationalist blogger right um and i is so it just it, it, these things are like diametrically opposed right which is mm-hmm. which is which is very interesting but i do think it is the case um I, I think you're right on this you know that that they, they really are it, it's just it's not it's not quite there. there there's something uh people are missing what do you think why uh do really smart people have such differing views on this do you have any sense that's like a meta question that's very difficult uh maybe not you're not able to answer it and that's fine but but do you have any sense of why that is uh I I, I don't know um I, I, you know,
1: thinking about my own experience, right? Like, uh, I'm a little bit older than some of these, uh, the most enthusiastic, uh, AI, uh, proponents and I've been burned before, right? Like, 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 you know, I think that, I think that's, I think that's part of it is that, you know, I was, uh, you know, I kind of was around for like the rise of the web, right? I got on the web as a teenager and tinkered and I was like, this is going to change the world. And I was like super excited about it in the, you know late 90s early 2000s uh you know continued to to follow it and stuff and I was like yeah this is going to this is going to change the world um and it and it did change the world but just it didn't change the economy right right it it didn't it didn't it, you know it didn't it didn't get deliver massive amounts of growth and I think there's not a lot of people <laughs> who Um, you know, if, if, if they're, if they're kind of like, they're both like tech aware and, uh, you know, sort of economics-y, um, in terms of their way of thinking, you know, and have been around to get burned the first time.
0: Right. And so I think, so,
1: so that's, that's, I think that that is, uh, you know, part of my perspective is that, is that I I kind of, I think got it wrong, right. Before. That I thought, um, I thought digital technology was going to do more for us than it than it did. Right. And now we're just, I, it,
0: it feels very much like okay, this is just an extension of that. Right. That that makes makes a lot of sense. Um, g- going back to what we can actually do uh, to, to kind of juice growth. I, uh, you know, we talked. It was probably a year and a half ago about NEPA. Um, have there been? I, I know at the time the the Trump administration was working on a couple of different things and and trying to get things moving again. Has there been any positive movement on kind of fixing kind of these broken, uh, you know, permitting and environmental review processes in the U.S.?
1: I, I you know, legally, I don't think there's been. Uh, not much has moved uh, the needle, right? Like so. So Trump did get some reforms through um on you know changing the the nipa implementing regulations some of those were like a a small number of those were immediately rolled back by by the biden white house when they got in um some of them have stood for now some of the guidance like that trump rolled back also like the biden the biden administration is now in the process of reinstating um so 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 legally like you know like some of the trump changes have stood and some have you know, I think think the Biden administration might might is still going to take another crack at figuring out what you know what a what a more comprehensive reform could look like. And I think you know uh, according to their last rulemaking on this, like they they were going to do more in the future. Gotcha. So so you know we'll see. But it's it's been it's been it's been pretty marginal. And th- but um, I think that there has been something really positive that's happened over the last year and a half. Yeah, which is more and more people have become aware of the problem and have agreed gotcha. that it's a problem That's right important. so so I think I think in particular uh, the like the climate community right people who really want to build a lot of clean energy yeah uh, projects uh, over the next 10 years I think they're starting to realize like okay tactically if we want to build this much clean energy we're gonna have to do a lot of environmental reviews. And you know, conservative opponents of this can use NEPA to object to it, right? So Got so it. you see you know, you're seeing um, you know offshore wind projects getting uh, NEPA getting challenged, oblivion. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like by by people who are like ostensibly are concerned about like some like crabs or something <laughs> like that, right? And right. And, um, and that that is holding things back. I think you're, you know, one one thing that I think is still not in public consciousness, but there's a case where people are challenging Im- some immigration reforms on the basis of NEPA, right? So, yeah. so like I think it's like the Biden administration's decision to stop building the border wall has yeah. been challenged on NEPA grounds. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So, and that case is live, and it's like <laughs> uh, ongoing in the in in the um, oh DC District Court. So. Um, so so i you know i think that as i think that as that awareness grows so there was you know a lot of talk with uh, in the last congress about uh about some kind of permitting reform for energy and this was pushed by um joe manchin and you know it's part of his deal for supporting the the um, inflation reduction act right and and i think i think that that conversation will continue but even even the Manchin bill was like pretty marginal Gotcha. in terms of the reforms that it would do so so i don't know i think that probably what needs to happen is there probably needs to be some marginal reform pass that like you know it's probably not going to do much we need to have a few years go by where not much gets done and then we need to revisit it and say like oh look not much got done we need to we need to have more more uh,
0: serious reform gotcha gotcha uh eli if if um if I said, you know, uh, you need to fix NEPA, you've got a year, let's say I, I give you a war chest of, uh, I don't know, 10 million bucks. Is there anything, you know, is there anything, anything like, uh, any, and you had to give it your best shot, what, what would the approach be there? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, I, so
1: one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about more and more is, let's say there was someone in the White House who was really yeah. committed to this. Yeah. I think there's, so NEPA is as an act of Congress, right? The, so right. The, you don't, you don't get, you don't unilaterally get to repeal acts of Congress if you are president, but there is a lot that the executive can do. Gotcha. Right. There's a lot, uh, just, just executive action. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, if, if there is a, were to be a new president in, uh, you know, a couple of years and, and they wanted to really, really like spend their political capital. Yeah on uh on on fixing you know maximal uh permitting reform yeah they could they could do quite a lot without congress and gotcha. i think that's kind of one one thing I'm, I'm i'm thinking a lot about is um you know i don't know when we'll have the opportunity right but if, if if we if we had the opportunity
0: what would what would the playbook be gotcha that makes sense uh, well i i love it and um eli i, I i'm really uh, i'm glad you're admiring this problem i think this is an incredibly important problem um, and, you know, I, I, I'm quite ex- concerned about stagnation and not people, enough people working on it. But uh, talking to people like you gives me hope that there is, that, 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 you know, there, there's still a chance we can we can escape it, which which I'm happy about. Um, Eli, uh, you know, if the audience wants to think more deeply about these issues um, around NEPA, et cetera, and, and try and contribute and, you know, help them move the needle here, uh, where should they go? Uh, what would you recommend? Um, well... Uh
1: you know my, my organization the center for growth and opportunities uh looking very closely at this issue so yeah find us online at the cgo.org awesome um yeah that that's
0: that's that's the main thing i would i would recommend i love that i love that well eli um thanks again for hopping on uh it was great to catch up and uh catch up and um again i'm really excited you're working on this problem i think it's it's one of the most important problems and it's quite neglected as well which is good
1: thanks will yeah great great to be with you absolutely
0: Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode of Narratives.